Welcome to another episode of We Ain't Them. I am your host, Rasan, along with my co-hosts, Ebony and Jordan. Before we get started today, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube, our Spotify, as well as our Apple Podcasts. Definitely check out our Instagram at We Ain't Them underscore. And make sure you also follow us on our private pages, which will be in the YouTube link. So, my lovely co-host, how are you today? I'm doing good. Enjoying this weather. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good. I'm glad I was able to get away for a bit. Being in the studio for the first time, I like it. Yes. Um, yes, yeah. because yes. this is first time. Welcome, self- Jordan. Yeah, because, cool. so, so... For those who don't pay attention, which they should, Jordan lives in Virginia. So the thing is that he's not always close by. So we are lucky to have him this week. And we're really happy that you're able to make it, brother. I'm really happy to see you here. I'm really happy to see everybody's here, happy and healthy as well. So let's jump straight into our topic. Recently during an interview on The Breakfast Club, rapper and actor Joey Badass spoke candidly about his experience in therapy and the way it has helped him develop a higher emotional intelligence. So let's roll the clip. I started to resonate with that idea that black people tap uh, therapy being so taboo to us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what it was is I was introduced to the concept of emotional intelligence and that kind of blew my mind. That opened so many doors for me because I'm like, wow, like, we really wasn't taught this, how important it is to identify your own emotions in relation to the people around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, we might just wake up in a bad mood and you wearing that mood. Mm-hmm. And now your household is feeling that mood. Facts, yeah. And you don't even realize you just passed that mood on to your son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now your son is in school with that mood mm-hmm. and he passing that on to, you know what I'm saying? Like energy is, yeah. energy is so contagious. And once I kind of like realized that, it started to, you know, open little pathways in my brain like them, even identifying with frustration as an emotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you tell a lot of black men, if you t- if you tell a black man, yo, you being emotional, that's like offensive. Right. But people don't realize that, yo, if you angry, if, if we having a conversation and you just screaming because you mad, you're in your emotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People get emotion emotionally hijacked every day, B. That's right. <laughs> every day, like blinded by emotion, blinded by rage. So. I just kind of started on that path of understanding myself more because I grew up, I had like anger issues and stuff like that. It was hard to me to identify a lot of things that I was feeling. Did you figure out where that anger came from? Not, I think, now that I think about it, looking in hindsight, I think a lot of it came from when my parents split. You know what I'm saying? And me not knowing how to process that and then manifesting into something else. Like me trying to find a reason for it elsewhere. You know what I mean? I came to that same realization. I came to that same realization in therapy. Like I didn't realize how much my parents divorcing had impacted me, Word. and how and how angry I was at my pops for that. Word up, word up. You know what I'm saying? So that, and that that should do something to you, especially mm-hmm. as a black man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because now you got that separation from your father, and it's like you need your father word as up. a black man, especially in this fucking world. Now, he also stated that due to his newfound knowledge, he was able to gain emotional intelligence throughout the newest album, 2000, which is a very fire album if you haven't heard it. Sidebar, Joey, um, my man, do not take another five, six years to come out with an album. 
I'm not liking this. Every two to three years, I get it. But five years, you and Kendrick, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. And they stopped doing no, this to us. but you see the 2000 album coincides with 1999. I know that. Years. He did that strategic. I know. I know. But it's hurting us because we, I love Joey Badass music. Me too. Same thing with Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And, oh, not even to mention Jid. Not even to mention Jid. That album is fire. Straight I'm, fire. Uh, but but before we even get into the uh, Jid, Jid, leave Jid alone. Thank you. Thank, leave thank leave you him. Leave him. Thank leave you. him. Allow him. All right. For those who don't know, emotional intelligence is defined as the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in a positive way to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. Now, before we deep dive into everything, everything I really want to know from you guys, how do you feel about Joey Badass really getting to this state of emotional intelligence? How do you feel about him personally getting to this state? Emotional intelligence, in my opinion, also takes a lot of intrinsic work. So it takes you having to come, come up with some uncomfortable truths to confront them. It's also known as shadow work. Uh, in order to grow, in order to grow, you have to. I've had to do that. I, I had to do that myself. In order to become a better person, in order to realize where my faults were in certain situations, because there's two sides to every story. You're not always perfect in in everything that goes on in your life. So, I definitely commend them because it, it takes a um, mature person to to get to that stance where you realize, okay, I wasn't perfect in this situation. I've learned from it and I'll become a better person after it's all said and done. So I support it. Me with me, I, you know, I've been a follower of Joey for so long. Um, his music, you know, pro era. I've And I've always, one thing about Joey, I've always felt that he was very intellectual in terms of his diction, in terms of the way he rhymes. This guy has a wisdom beyond his years. And I feel like it was very refreshing to hear him on not one but two accounts talk about emotional intelligence and explain his flaws prior to even discovering his emotions and being in tune with them and I feel like he took his time it took years he didn't front he didn't cap he did his research and I know for a fact he did his research and I knew he 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 wanted to really work on self because some of the books that he mentioned you know, one of them in particular he mentioned was called The Ways of the Superior Man by David Detta, which I've read not once but twice. And I know I've been trying to get this one to read <laughs> because it's so good and it's so, so good. And, you know, and he mentioned another book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which I didn't get a chance to finish. Um, but from what I did read, it's very good. And um, you know, I commend Joey for being very vulnerable, being very open with something that is considered taboo amongst not just, you know, black men, but men in general. So um, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet because I'm going to be honest. Uh, Joey Badass is in our age range. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him to and he's not even 30 yet. So for him to develop that before he even reaches 30 is an amazing feat mm-hmm. because when you think about it in um in hindsight a lot of us even 
like after our 30s we haven't hit that yet we're still going through the stresses the levels that we have to go through so for him to reach that so far because i have to say so far because let's be honest at any moment anything can happen with anybody and they can kind of go off track so i commend him for for staying on track so far uh so recently uh they had an article about black mental health barriers so for my co-host i'd like to ask what do you think is one big barrier that we as black people have in regards to uh, mental health that deteriorates us from going to therapy and um, potentially seeking our emotional intelligence well in terms of mental health it definitely boils down to cultural and like family um i think they both go hand in hand especially in black families you know mental health is not discussed and is often overlooked and if it is something that cannot be overlooked and it's very much in your face you have a, a uncle or a family member that is obviously not mentally there um it's kind of instead of addressed properly it's more either not i wouldn't say made fun of but you're kind of shunned oh that's uncle jerry stay away from him or you know he's crazy or whatever and then it's like even to to even mention mental health or to tell somebody in your family look i need to speak to someone it's like they they depending on what part of the diaspora you're from they'll look at it like oh well that's a white people's problem you know that's you know that's what white people go through you know they're the ones that are crazy which is not true you know and when you grow up hearing other family members say that to other family members or you may hear family members speak amongst themselves about you know their take on mental illness or lack thereof it kind of makes you as somebody growing up in that situation in that household in that culture not want to speak up if need be about what about things that you may be going through mentally things that you know there may think maybe things that you may not feel comfortable talking to your parents about that you may want to speak to somebody else about and you don't know how to go about it because you know of what your upbringing and what you were taught and how you may have even if it's not even discussed how you may perceive how other people are treated in your culture and your family that are not mentally stable or you know the fact that we feel like we can't always express ourselves if something is bothering us, you know, the fact that you you fear you fear being put down or made fun of or things like that. And even because of the mental trauma that black people face in general, culturally, there's a lot of mental trauma that we put upon each other and we don't even know it. And then it's like the cycle of abuse or mental abuse rather. And it's like, it just keeps going and going because it's not addressed. So um, one thing that I think there's a huge barrier is the cost because getting the, getting the help you need mentally is not cheap. And a lot of people have doubts about investing in something regarding health that they, they didn't see as important and investing it in the therapist. Now, with the new social media craze, I happen to be on pages where there are a lot of therapists, clinicians, life coaches, etc. They focus on um, building mental health. Their quotes are very expensive. So... The average person is going to think, like, why would I spend this amount of money to entrust a person 
that it, the results may not always match what they what they promote out there. Although they have the success stories, it might not always go hand in hand with my success. That that's sometimes a barrier because a lot of people can't afford it with all the bills they have to pay. That's that's something that they don't see as a necessary expense. And also, it's a lack of faith in the industry. To to give a bit of a um, personal anecdote story, a special person of mine told me to read this book called Take My Hand. It's about the medical industry and how they forced birth control on several um, young girls and how it affected them in, in life. Now, the living conditions they were in, it was very bad. They had no idea what, what the people were doing. They just knew they were they were doing whatever it was, and it caused them to have unfortunate side effects for a long period of time. That's not that's always been the case when, especially when it comes to the mental health industry. Anything health based, there's been a lack of trust within it, especially for African American people, because as a culture, they may not believe that the health industry or the medical industry has their best interests at heart. So that that produces a barrier as well. Even when they have, we have people inside that are of our kind, there, there's still that hurdle that you have to get over in order to gain that trust. I think eventually when there's more people like us that are in these sectors, we'll see better progress. If I'm being honest, we gotta, we gotta look at ourselves at times, right? And I think with us as black people, sometimes the biggest problem that we have is that we take it like how job hunting is. A lot of black people, we don't like to job hunt. We don't have to. We don't like to look around for stuff. We don't like to do our research and stuff like that. So, looking for a therapist is a big thing. Like, like looking for a therapist that matches exactly what you want. Like, what you want to do is like this big problem. It's like I don't understand why. Like, this would be an issue. You you got to look out for yourself. You got to look for your best interests. Go out there and look for a therapist. A lot of people have this problem. People just have this bad tendency of just giving up. Like they just look, they look, they look, and then they stop because they don't find someone that matches them. There's someone out there for everybody. I I truly believe, especially nowadays, before I, I, I used to understand about the non-black therapists who never relate to you. But now more than ever, there's a lot of therapist, black therapists out there. There's a whole website personally just for black therapists. Mm -hmm. They have it in your state. They have it in your borough. They're literally out there waiting for you. They have their hand out reaching for you. You just have to be able to to find them. It's it's and it's not hard to find nowadays. Before I get it, but nowadays it's definitely not hard to find. But you have to go seek it, and that's our biggest problem. We choose just not to seek things at times. In in case you. Others may not have noticed in recent news over the last week and a half, there was a therapist, a black therapist that went viral on TikTok and she expressed a lot of qualms that she had with a specific demographic clientele that mm. she has uh, with, with black men. And it was much to the chagrin of the cohort that she's a part of. Mm -hmm. And it cost her her job after she doubled down on it. This is and this is what I was also talking about with a lack of faith in the industry, because if you have people like this that express their their hidden issues, it it causes a lot of doubt because now you're going to go into these sessions with different therapists thinking. Can you go into in depth into the story? Because I heard about it, but I didn't get to watch the video and yes. I, like for you know the viewers. Okay, so 
I'm not. I'm not gonna say the therapist's name because she's been doxxed and right. And that's that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. I only focus on the the action, not the person itself. What she was doing was denigrating the denigrating African American males that she had um, sessions with, saying how they were quote unquote dusty, always having problems, ain't ish and all that. And it got the ire of a. It drew the ire of a black woman, I believe was a therapist herself, mm-hmm. and she put her information out there in an article and caused that therapist to lose her job. And now she's going on a tirade complaining, saying that, oh, she's doing this, that, and the third, she's, she was just doing her job. But the thing is, it's about how you present yourself out there as a therapist. You're supposed to be this altruistic vessel of hope for people whom don't, who have never seen hope in the mental sector of their lives for for generations that that's that was a negative stigma for so long that if if you focus on mental health or you go to see somebody with mental health you're crazy or you're mm-hmm. ostracized from your community mm-hmm. even your family right that makes you feel so alone so for her to do that especially for being a, a black male in this day and age where you're supposed to be strong and not really focus on emotions like that that was what was always been told to us but i guess i I always averted from that. Mm-hmm. I it it made me have a bit of doubt, especially since the ironically the profession I want to go into is therapy on, on the marriage and family sector. Mm-hmm. So it it really made me have doubts of going to that field because there are people like that around, and if that person is overseeing my my work, who's to say that 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 vice won't show itself? Okay. In their in their reviews. So that I think that's the issue, though, right? Because I didn't get to see the video. I I meant to watch it because one of my favorite YouTubers did a think piece about about this young woman, and I, I really regret not watching it. But from what I'm gathering, you're saying is she basically has a clientele of black men that she served that she does therapy for, and she basically said that she was tired of it because they all. Well, she said they're all dusty. Mm-hmm. You said they ain't. She she literally said they ain't shit. Yeah, some something similar to that. Yeah, I'll I'll share with you guys off screen. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. It was, but it was it was bad enough where it got the attention of somebody to write a full fledged article. So about was it. it because of because you mentioned emotions? How black men are always told to be strong and not show emotion. So was was it the fact that they didn't show emotions during the sessions that caused her to just. What was the, what was the what was the cause of that? I mean, before you even say that, let me let me explain to you something, and I'll make this very clear. As a therapist, you have to know you have to have like everybody's human. I get that. Like mm-hmm. I get that everybody's human. Right. But when you sign up for this position, being a therapist, mm-hmm. that is like the biggest problem is you have to. One of the biggest things that you will be told. More than anything in the world, if you're a therapist, if you're doing case management, if you're doing psychology, mm-hmm. anything with clients, what's the number one key thing, Ebony, that they talk about? Confidentiality. Well, she didn't mention and, she and did, it's not, she it's mention not, names. It's not really about mentioning. Did she mention she names? Did, wait, wait, no, she no, did no. not mention she names. She didn't mention names. But the thing about it mm-hmm. is their personal, she, what she's doing is not mentioning names, but she's mentioning experiences. So, so her reaction is based off of experience with all her clients. With a lot of her clients. And because of that, you have to kind of think to yourself, yo, if this is a problem that I'm having, then you need to speak to another therapist so that they can help you 
get the tools to you don't go to social like you don't and that's the thing your first reaction isn't go to social media to to vent your your vices that is not how you do that I have to you have other people you have other people around you that client uh not clients but you have co-workers who go who may go through the same exact thing that you go through on a daily basis if you are able to ask these people in the circle because i know that i know therapists that definitely have those cir circle of other therapists that they work with or psychologists or stuff like that and you can ask these questions you can ask them questions how do you deal with this how do you deal with that you don't go to social media and say oh yeah well this is the problem that no that's not how you do things that's why things are the way they are for her because she handled it the wrong way she handled it the wrong way i'll, I'll say this also there was one word that you forgot to include perception Although it may, although she may not have said their names publicly, the perception is that you spoke of sessions that you had with your clients, and she broke, she she violated multiple um, rules that she's with, she was within her association with, and that's not cool because okay. that puts a black that puts a black guy on on therapy. the field of, of therapy. therapy. And, All right, so my, here here's what my here, if I may play devil's advocate here. Just pedaling back to emotional intelligence really quick. Both of you are focusing on the therapist's actions, which led her to, to no longer have the job she has. Correct. I am focusing on why she even, what even brought her to that level to even vent on social media. And, and, and my thing is, and I didn't watch the video, but I'm piggybacking off of what you're saying. If her clientele is all black men, not ninety percent black, ninety percent black men, and you yourself even said black men are taught to be strong, they're not taught to show emotions, they're not da da da. You you said that yourself as a black man. I can agree with you. I'm pretty sure Rasan agrees. I feel like that's what caused it to happen. Did she go about it the wrong way? Yeah, but. What caused her to even get to that is the fact that she's probably having sessions with these young black men or whatever age they are, and she can't seem to get certain things out of them. And I'm talking to you as a black woman who's only dated black men. It's, it's, that's how it is sometimes. When it comes to emotions, y'all don't have it. Or it's, 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 um, if you guys have it, it's not... How do I put it? If you have emotions, it's not it's not projected right. You know, it's it's done wrong. You're 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 snapping. You're you don't have control of them. You lose control. So that that's where my question lies. Like, what is it that caused her to even get to that level? And it may be because her clientele. It's hard to get that out of them. No, it doesn't matter how much motivational interviewing you do. It doesn't matter how much, you know, trying to meet them where you're at the leveling. It, it may be very difficult, especially if that's 90% of her clientele that could take a toll. I have a question for the both of you before the, um, Joey badass soliloquy that came out on, I think it was a breakfast club. Have you heard the, the term emotional intelligence before? Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, no. What was your what was your interpretation of it before you saw the the interview, like before you went into depth with it? Okay, so for me, I've heard the term thrown around, but I never really understood the um I never understood the meaning behind it. 
But from what I gather, right, and from the um, definition that Rasan provided, emotional intelligence is having an awareness and having having an awareness of your emotions, having control of them, being aware of, you know, when you're angry, when you're sad, and being able to be vulnerable, be open, express yourself in a productive manner without um, have losing control, basically. Um, you know, when I was listening to Joey talk about it and he, you know, he had given like an example of like if he got into an argument with somebody, you know, and that person's going off or spazzing, it's like, it's not that he doesn't know, he doesn't have any emotions or whatever, because being angry is an emotion. He has no control of them. So it's a matter of being aware of your emotions, having control of them and utilizing them in a conducive manner in order to get your point across or to express yourself or, or whatever it is you're trying to do. Utilizing your emotions properly once you are aware of what they are and what your triggers are and, and, and knowing how to utilize them in a, in a productive manner. So I have a question for the both of you based mm -hmm. off of that research that was given. Do you feel like both of you can improve emotional intelligence in your relationship? Okay, so let's just clarify because I don't think people may get it, but people should know it, we were, it's been a couple episodes now. We keep saying it over and over again. Me and Ebony are together. We've been together for four and a half years. I'm going to be honest. We, have a, we still have a lot of improving to do. Are we in? Are we taking the right steps? Absolutely. I think me and her, uh, we we take the right steps when it comes to emotional intelligence. We still have our moments where we're still human and we still crack. We still get into arguments. We still get into bickerments because that's just what we do as humans. But what we try to do is refrain from doing that so much. We try to, instead of oh just going back and forth with each other, we try to see the problem see what it is and try to fix the try to get a solution make a solution before it gets dire we have these pro like anybody has these problems and especially in any relationship that's just how it is um but at the end of the day i have to know that that i have to always consider ebb's feelings when thinking about things yes i think about my feelings a lot but i also have to think about ebb's feelings throughout a lot of things um so Instead, like I could go out, like I could go when Ebony tells me something, I could go make a complete outburst, right? But most cases, I, I always think to myself, is it really worth it at the end of the day to make an outburst? Or is it just better to either A, let it go, or B, let me, let me cool down? Because she may be hot and I may be cool, like I may be calm. If I go up to her level, now we're going back and forth and now we're not talking to each other. Then it's a big hole spew, right? Or she's hot. I'm at a low level. So I'm going to stay at this low level in hopes that eventually she calms down. And it's vice versa. I become a hothead a lot. Eb is definitely one to calm me down. And I'll come down. I'll be annoyed. And I'll be saying, like, fuck this stupid shit. You, you know saw that, that in the car earlier, right? You, you ain't got to mention that. <laughs> Like, um, I'm legally blind. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, like, but, and it's like, I could be at a certain level and it's unnecessary, but I will think it's necessary. And then after a while, Ed will just like poke 
at me to make me calm down. And then after a while, I'll realize it's not that serious. But I get nervous about certain things. And Eb knows that. Like, I get very worried because I always want to make sure that I'm doing to the best of my abilities. And she gets that. And that's why I think me and her work so well. Um, we still have a lot of fine-tuning to do. Um, we used to go to therapy. Um, we're definitely going back into therapy. But a lot of the stuff that we took from therapy, we kind of we kind of made it our own and molded it so that we can become better um, together. Um, and the the big thing is communication, especially with emotional intelligence. Uh, and I'm, I'm I know I'm talking too much, and I know Eb wants to get in on this, but <laughs> just just know that it took a lot a lot of things for us to go for the first couple of years for the first two three years the first three years it took like we was going back and forth a lot but this fourth year i've realized like as time has gone on we've kind of realized a lot and we've kind of fixed it um Eb, you can you can agree or disagree if you want to uh -huh. and ebony before you go out i do want to say that i i admired the their relationships specifically since i've known them for quite some time I've known Rasan for over a decade, and I've known Ebony for about three to four years. Um, they remind me of a of a couple that's been together for a very long time, and it's kind of like the opposite of what social media promotes, especially with relationships. It's, it's like this microwave type of commitment. You're supposed to have it instantly. When you're dealing with a person, you have to understand whom they are, what they're about, all their qualms, all their quirks, and you have to be a part of that world. That takes time, especially being transparent. It takes time to get to that level. And a lot of people don't don't want to put in that work, especially developing that emotional intelligence. I have my my beefs about the, the word because sometimes I think people use it in different concepts to exaggerate things, but I digress. They, knowing about a person's emotional intelligence, it takes time and it takes a commitment to want to know and to to share that and from what i've seen from them they've they've done their part in in helping each other grow as individuals and as a couple so i want to commend them both it's like fire and ice that it, it kind of it kind of works together even though they may be opposite in some ways they help each other out a lot so i definitely well, i definitely you both. would not say fire and ice i would say rum and ice, but not fire. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Like but rum and coke goes good together too. Yeah, it sure do. Well, a little bit of ice, but I mean, I, I would say this. I feel like, um, in terms of us, I kind of entered into a situation where, like, I feel like Rasan had some level of emotional intelligence already. Um, I feel like he already. Like, when it came to my emotions, he didn't dismiss them like some other men would. Um, and in, ter in terms of me, I'm naturally an emotional human being. So I'm always like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you... Did it? Yeah. Like, every... Like every oh, my goodness. If you, if you only heard <laughs> the amount of times I get asked, are you okay, on a daily basis, fam? <laughs> I, I, that's just how I'm programmed that way. So it's just like... Things change. It, in the it's end. actually yeah. it's actually so crazy to the point that now I ask Ebony every time, "Are you good? Are you sure you're yeah. good? Yeah. Are you good?" Because yeah. of you, her, because you wind of up her. acting like each other without exactly. even realizing. Yes. It. 
So, I mean, when it came to therapy, he mentioned therapy. It wasn't even me who mentioned. He he wanted us to do it because we had reached love in our, our relationship where it was just like, it's beyond us talking about it. We need, we may need to talk to someone else, you know? And I'm thankful for the time that we did it. And I feel like, yes, we, we're not perfect. No. We're, we're not perfect. Um, however, I feel like every day, Rasan and I strive to create a relationship where we can feel comfortable and vulnerable with each other in terms of expressing our feelings and our emotions. And obviously creating a safe space where we can just express ourselves and do it freely. You know, I don't think, I think we've both, or we're both trying to reach a level where we can discuss anything, no matter how uncomfortable it may feel, without judgment. Um, I can be judgy at times, you know, and that's something I'm working on. Rasan can be very hasty at times, something he's working on. You know, Correct. like I said, we're not we're not perfect, but I feel like we both have the same end goal in terms of what we want, in terms of emotional intelligence, in terms of how we want to treat each other and express our feelings to one another. Yes. The end goal is the same. And I love that. It's about it's about honesty. It's kind of interesting that you guys went that route because uh, before I got on, on the bus here, I was listening to a podcast and last night and they were talking about being honest when it comes to being in a relationship or even going towards marriage. Sometimes people put the cart before the horse. They they skip going to, to counseling and mm -hmm. they just go straight in without even knowing what it takes to to start the engine of of the newest stage in their relationship. So and the fact that you guys are taking the time and and creating that foundation, you the fruits of your labor will definitely be plentiful once once it's all said and done. Thank you. Well, enough about us, Jordan. Let's 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 ask you something. <laughs> All right, you know, on me. So, like, do you feel like you know if you go to therapy, right? Like after watching the Joe, the Joey Badass interview, right? He mentioned a, the book. One, he mentioned several books. I mentioned two of them, but the first one he mentioned was Emotional Intelligence 2.0, right? Do you feel like with the collaboration of like reading that book? And, and and maybe going to therapy or one or the other or both, do you feel like those methods can help you heal from like deep rooted issues? Or do you think it'll take more than just therapy or more just than just reading the, a book on emotional intelligence? Well, self-development and healing is twofold. It takes it takes outside work because you have to ask somebody outside of yourself what's going on, somebody that's well-trained in that profession because they may see things that you don't because mm. your, your, your sight is, it may, although it may be 2020, you can't see things from like that's behind you or in front of you. You got to get that other view, but also it involves you willing to want to do the work to become better. That, that has to be a constant goal in your mind. Like you can't just go to therapy and not do the work afterwards. Um, I'll say God, God rest his soul. Um, image consultant Kevin Samuel spoke with a lot of therapists in in his uh, segments, and the one thing that he they always talked about was the clients went to them, but they never did the work afterwards. So it was a waste of a session. 
because in or, in order to improve, you have to fit, you have to find out what the problem is or what the issue is, and then work on how to become better for it from it, and then to make sure that you don't go back to that same space again. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I understand. I understand when reference when you talk about therapy, you talking about therapy, but we not necessarily talk about therapy. We talking to you. We not talking about everybody. Like in general, like everybody else. It was a, di- it was a, like, it was like, a direct it was directly question to you. to you. Like there's questions. Like that's cool. Like I love what you're saying, but I'm talking directly to you as Jordan. I'm not talking mm-hmm. to you as just anybody else. I'm talking to you as Jordan, not only uh, like my friend, my brother. I want to know you. What are your thoughts about you? Like where you are? Do you think that just like me and Eb going to therapy? Do you feel like like you have some deep rooted issues because everybody does. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like going to therapy would help you per se? Going to therapy can help me. I, it, it could definitely help me fine tune some things I might not have thought of, but the, 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 the shadow work was the main thing that I focused on like over the last two years, because um, coming out of a bad relationship, sometimes your views are jaded on certain things in your life. You may think you were good in this, but after some realization, after kind of looking back and introspection, you see that, okay, you weren't always perfect. There were some things that you did that that were out of emotion that could have been to your detriment. And you have to work on that. You have to get better from that. And it, it does take some type of emotional intelligence. It, it takes a bit of that to become better when you, when you focus on new endeavors, especially when dealing with new people, you have to you have to show yourself that you've learned from from your past mistakes. And eventually I, I am going to therapy for that, for certain things. But I believe shadow work is the main thing. Like I said, it, you could go to therapy. You could talk to them all you want. You could spend all that money. But if you're not doing the work, then it's off and on. But you have to do the work yourself before you truly see any progress. So, can I, all right, let me ask you just personally. You you did state the two years now, um, and we did talk about what's the things that held you back, held that holds people back as a barrier. What do you think your barrier was to to stopping you from going to therapy? Well, for a while, I guess I thought I didn't necessarily need it. I thought that because I I thought I was doing the right thing in many situations that. It, it wasn't a necessary thing. But then I realized that even when you're sometimes doing the right thing, that doesn't necessarily mean it always leads to the right result. Um, and and it led to some very unfortunate situations happening. And it caused a lot of mental stress. Like getting out of a bad relationship, you sometimes, you're, you're like I said, your view is jaded. You, you get, it's clouded with anger. It's clouded with doubt. Low self-esteem at times because you're like, you thought you you was all that in the bag of chips, but then you realize, no, it's not, it's not the case. You, there's still a lot of work to do. You, that doubt kicks in. You have to, you have to really truly work on yourself. You have to find out where you went wrong, where you, where you can improve emotionally. And once you start to realize that, once you actually take the time to work on that, then you'll see like, oh, I, I did this wrong. I could have done this better. Then, then, then you start approaching life a lot different. And I could honestly say, over the last year, I've, 
I have approached life a lot different, especially when it comes to dealing with people. And it's because of that work I did intrinsically that I'm, I am where I am now. Okay. I have a question. I have two questions for the both of you. So as, as a woman, right, I've realized a pattern. A lot of women notice this pattern. Like men do not like to show, some do. And if they do, they don't have control of it. They're angry. You know, you may say something. Like, I remember watching Joey Badass, his interview, yet again, referencing his interview. He mentioned when it comes to women, sometimes when it comes to women, because we do, men, as men, don't have control of their emotions or because they don't have none, sometimes the woman may not know how to approach you with certain things or because you don't have any control of your emotions that you may, they may be, we may be afraid. We may be afraid to approach or ask certain questions or tell you, hey, look, maybe you need to speak to somebody. You know, my thing is, because I, I understand once you're a black woman and you've been around black men or you grew up around black, black men, you're going to understand the way they were raised is very differently from how we were raised. And so a lot of times you guys get the upper hand in the upbringing. But when it comes to emotions, I think I do feel like the men do get the short end of the stick from both mommy and daddy. Because daddy is raising you to be tough thank and you. rough. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Saying, daddy thank you is, it. Yeah. Daddy is raising you to be tough and rough. And even on the mother side, this can go two ways. The mother can, you can come home crying. Some other child is picking on you. You get into a fight, you're crying. She can either do one or two things. Get your ass back out there and fight. I don't want to see no more tears. Don't cry. What are you crying about? Or she could be like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. Come, let me hug you. And then the father will jump in like, no, he has to be a man. Go outside and da-da-da. Go outside and fight and don't come back in here until you fight and beat his ass or whatever. And then that stems into how, you know, and stems into young adulthood, adulthood. And then when it's time for you to be in a relationship and we're crying to you about something that you clearly don't care about and you don't know how to, you know, not I wouldn't say not care, but you don't know how to, okay, she's crying about, Okay, lip gloss. What, what? What am I supposed to? You know, my thing is, how do you? How, how do you guys navigate yourselves as adult men after being raised a certain way and being raised to not express those emotions or to hide them, swallow them, or don't cry? How do you manage that in re in your relationships? So I'll I'll say from my point of view, um, and I and I, and. Jordan can also attest to this because me and Jordan got lucky in the sense of we both had our parents in our lives. Now with Jordan, Jordan's situation was that Jordan's mother and father, if you don't mind me saying, um, mother and father lived together. Mm -hmm. So his situation was much different than mine where my parents were separated. But my dad was always there for me. My mom was always there for me. Yes, they were busy at times, but at least I got to see them a lot. So it wasn't like, it wasn't anything that fell off, right? Um, and maybe, maybe a lot of things would be different if they were both still together. But I take it for what it is and I appreciate it for what it is because no matter what, my dad always made sure he was still in my life. Um, and one thing about my dad, what I realized is, yes, he did try to teach me to be tough, but he also told me how to, 
he also tried to teach me how to be in in um entwined with myself my inner self and he also said he's like it's not always something that i can teach you mm -hmm. he's like you may have to teach yourself that sometimes and it's something that i've always appreciated from my dad whereas my mom my mom wasn't a coddler my mom was sort of like how most people's dads are you know she makes you look at the realities of life she makes you realize like sometimes it's a switch sometimes parents some mothers will give you a fantasy and the dads will give you a reality it's still kind of the reverse in a sense and you need both you need both but i think that i got lucky that i got the reverse because with the reverse i've realized that i've able to view a lot of things differently than the average person would um i think that how i was able to handle a lot of stuff when i was younger um and how i was able to handle certain things because of what my parents taught me I was able to become the man I am today. There's a lot of stuff that I have to still learn, but I think that's anybody in general. And that's the one thing I've learned. Um, but I've become better over time because I had that wisdom from both sides. And I didn't just have it from them. I had it from friends. I've had it from um, older cousins. I've had this, this knowledge. So I got real lucky. Um, and Jordan, if you want to, um, I'll let you talk because I know you would love to jump into this as well. Mm -hmm. So, I like he said, I had I've had both of my parents in my life since I was born, since I was conceived. I mean, I'm thankful they they just celebrated 31 years of marriage. So it takes a lot of work. Really? Yes. My parents celebrated 40 something years of marriage on the 25th. Yes, it's it takes a lot of work, but that's not really the topic at hand. It's about yeah. emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. So I'll speak on that. Well, they're opposites. My mother wears her emotions on her sleeves, so she's the one that is the pulse of the of the group of the immediate family. My dad is more on the logic of things. He he's very tactical, very calculating when he does things, and it, this is kind of giving him his flowers. I really want to thank him because his birthday just passed as well. I remember many times where I didn't understand a lot of things. I I felt very emotional on certain aspects and I wanted to act on it. But he always made me see the the bigger picture, even though I'm not an artist, he was a better artist than me. So he could see the bigger picture when it comes to certain things. And he always told me, will it matter at the end of the day? Will it matter tomorrow? If not, don't act on it. And I remember a lot of times when I was younger, especially in school, I was getting bullied and I wanted to retaliate. but he, I could honestly say, if it wasn't for my mother's um, nurturing, consoling me in those moments, and my father giving me that that logic talk to make sure that I didn't act on my emotions, I probably would be a deviant in life. I probably would have been really crazy because I, you, you have to understand like when you when there's certain. <laughs> things that happen in your life when you're constantly getting bullied and you always been told to kind of just turn, not necessarily turn the other cheek, but don't fight back. Mm -hmm. Eventually after a while, it becomes where you get, it's enough is enough, yeah. but you have to constantly realize, okay, if you're outnumbered, if you don't have that much support, you, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're cornered. So I always used to walk away from confrontation, which Rasana has seen in multiple occasions. I, even in my relationship, I walk away from confrontation because I don't 
I don't see the point. It doesn't really help much. I mean, I understand it, it shows different viewpoints, but I'm focusing on the solutions rather than just kind of always being having to conf confront things. And a lot of people always wonder, like, how can you remain so calm in certain situations? Because that's, that's how I was raised. My father, shout out to him. Like, I promise you, I wouldn't be the man I am today without his constant guidance. He he showed love in, in ways that are not always the nurturing kind. He always showed love just giving me the right advice, always being calm when he spoke, always always seeing things for, for what it is rather than than what we think. And that's that's where I developed a lot of my emotional intelligence from. He never really raised his voice unless I did something wrong and he had to to discipline me or educate me on why I did it wrong. But he was always calm. Like you and he taught me you don't always have to wear your emotions on your sleeve. You can acknowledge them, but you don't always have to, to act on them. And I think that's what Ebony was act, leaning towards when she was saying, like, you don't display it. It could cause sometimes women to think that you don't have emotions when you don't express them because they want women want you to be as expressive as them when it comes to exchanging because if they're being transparent with you, you they they want you to to do that as well so that way they can know how you feel they can know how to help out if need be because you, you both are in this relationship so I, I understand that but sometimes that's how men are when it comes to when it comes to dealing with them with relationship with relationships and emotions we we look at the bigger picture so sometimes we don't we know we have the emotion but if it doesn't um really help out in the long run we just kind of we kind of tuck it away and move forward okay so um i'm gonna give my quick thoughts because um this was an amazing topic and i want to kind of get into a part two of this um but just not now we will do a future episode on this because the part two i think is even going to be as better better than the part one just as good actually Here's my final thought. Ladies and gentlemen, please understand, um, intel emotional intelligence just doesn't come from a book, from reading a book. Um, it's understanding the knowledge from the book. Emotional intelligence just doesn't come from going to therapy. It's understanding why you're there and understanding the, the keys and the tools that every therapist gives you to become better. Um, if you don't use those tools, you'll never become better. You'll never be the best person that you can be. So always keep that in mind. And to Brother Joey, I, I commend him for everything that he's done. I yes. commend everybody yes. who's ever been able to reach that level of emotional intelligence. I would like to thank my co-host for being here, as always, Ebony. I'm so happy that Jordan was here to catch the episode. You will de we'll definitely see him in future episodes. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple's podcast sorry um check us out on instagram at we ain't them follow me at it's mr defiant follow ebbs at eccentric ebbs follow mr jordan. jordan over here on both the lucid experience page his podcast as well as his personal page vision.tle uh this has been we ain't them and we'll see you guys on the next one